Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Thursday, everybody. Welcome in. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Radio, as well as statewide television. SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Nuanas now is your one-stop shop for all things sports across the great treasure state each and every weekday from 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Radio. You can also listen live on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live. You'll find the stream. Or you can watch us on YouTube. Go subscribe to both our YouTube and our podcast channels. You're going to want to. You're going to need to. Tomorrow, giving you all the details of our big fall giveaway. And one of the stipulations is you're going to have to prove that you're subscribed to both the YouTube and the podcast channels. So head on over there, N-U-A-N-E-Z, on any of your podcast hosting platforms or on YouTube. We'll get you there. And please rate, review, subscribe, five stars, all that good stuff. We are coming to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio Northwest Motorsport has the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. They are available both in Missoula at the corner of Stevens and Mount, as well as online at nwmsrocks.com. Let's take a look at what we got in the show today. If you want to be a part of the show, 
888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. All guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. We got a six-pack and a Sammy for you from Warden's Market, about 45 minutes. And if you want to be involved in the conversation, you got comments, feedback, whatever you want, give us a call or shoot us a text. That's a fun way to interact in the show. Appreciate all the texts. We got like a dozen texts yesterday during the show. That always spices up the conversation and lets you, the loyal listener, uh, be involved. A lot to get to today. We've been talking extensively about this Montana Eastern Washington showdown in Cheney on Saturday. Me and the whole crew were going over there, taking Andrew Houghton from ESPN as well as Skyline Sports as well as a couple photographers. So we'll make our way over to Cheney for that showdown at 8.30 p.m. local time, 7.30 over there Pacific Standard Time. And we've been talking a ton about that game, so we want to touch a little bit about what's going on on the other side of the Continental Divide. We'll start this thing off with the catching up with the Cats. Got a few sound bites from Montana State head coach Brett Deegan talking about last weekend's Big Sky Conference opening victory at Portland State and this weekend's home game against Northern Colorado. It's a Thursday. Same as our good friend Carolyn is going to swing on by. Uh, chick who doesn't know sports to do that every Thursday, presented by uh, AC Hotel. Also going to get into some of the prep games uh, from around the state this week and to give you a little six-pack and Sammy from Warren's Market. And then hour number two, very excited about this. Good buddy Kyle Sample, longtime journalist colleague, a guy who was a sports writer, all over the great state of Montana. We worked together and alongside each other at uh, the Bozeman Chronicle. He also worked at the Helena Independent Record as well as the Missoulian and multiple times at Skyline Sports. Uh, but he is now, you know, he's a recovered journalist, as they say, but still a guy that's really engaged in all things sports, particularly football. So we're going to talk San Francisco 49ers, the landscape of the NFL entering week four, buying and selling a couple squads and a couple players. And also, of course, talk all things Grizz football. And we're going to get into our uh, Hauk highlights as well. Caught up with Bobby Hauk for just a couple minutes earlier this week uh, before a rainy Tuesday practice. Uh, but we will get into um, some thoughts from Coach Hauk as well as his team prepares to go on the road and play the number six team in the nation uh, in the Eastern Washington Eagles. Montana State is off to about as good a start as I think you could have expected or hoped if you uh, are affi- uh, affiliated with the Bobcats because there's a lot of question mark, a lot of skepticism when Jeff Choate left Montana State to become the co-defensive coordinator at the University of Texas. Choate, a dynamic and charismatic figure, a really good recruiter, a really good motivator, a really good fundamental football coach, a guy that had a a defined identity for what he wanted the Bobcat program to be about. He wanted to be a hit you in the mouth, run it down your throat, and play tough defense type of coach. Well, Brent Vegan comes in with a fully different identity. Brent Vegan is a very steady hand. He is not the charismatic or inspiring speaker that Jeff Choate was, although I do think that I uh, am starting to get I'm starting to understand Brent Vegan a little bit more, and he's not necessarily into the hype or the hyperbole or, you know, the long soliloquies or monologues like Jeff Choate was. But Vegan is a very smart football mind. I think he's a very tempered and steady hand at the helm for the Bobcats. And MSU is 3-1 and one right now with three consecutive victories coming into their home opener against Northern Colorado, which is a game that they're certainly going to be favored in. And so can they keep it rolling? For me, the first of a couple judgment days for Montana State is going to come in two weeks on the road, Friday night under the lights, Ogden, Utah, 
the next of the ESPN games that the league uh, has scheduled. And uh, if they can just stay hot and go into that game at 5-1, and one, it'll take a lot of momentum down there in what will be one of their three pivotal road games. The Bobcats among the primary contenders, who, in my mind, the primary contenders in the Big Sky Conference are the Montana Grizzlies, Montana State Bobcats, UC Davis Aggies, Eastern Washington Eagles, and then Weber State, Sac State, they're kind of on the outside looking in. Weber, their backs are against the wall. They're off to a 1-3 and three start. They're going to probably have to run the table or maybe even go just 6-1 and one down the stretch to be able to get in the playoffs uh, for a sixth consecutive year. But I do uh, Sac State, you know, what remains to be seen, they have one of the easier schedules in the league. They have to come to Missoula in a couple weeks, but they don't have to um, take on Montana State. They don't play Weber. They do play Davis in their season finale. So uh, it was sort of we, – we knew what the tier was going to be, but that's sort of what the tier is at right now. But Montana State has the most of these quote-unquote Judgment Day-type games remaining on the Big Sky Conference schedule. Montana, they do get Sac State at home, and they get the Cats at home. They don't play Weber State. Eastern this weekend is probably their toughest challenge in between now and the, the rivalry game at the end of the year. And uh, But Montana State, they have to play at Weber, they have to play at Eastern, and they have to play at Montana. So – uh, taking care of business in the games that you are favored in is going to be essential for Montana State because right now, 3-1 and one start. I think if you go 1-2 and two in those three tough road games, but you win all the rest of them, then you're sitting there at 8-3 and three and you're a playoff team. If you win two out of the three road games, you're sitting there at 9-2 and two and you're a Big Sky Conference contender. If you somehow take care of business and win at Weber and at Eastern, maybe you're rolling and you're undefeated in conference play. Again, if you take care of business in the games you're supposed to win, and you come to Missoula with an unscathed league record, and then maybe Cat Grizz, Grizz Cat, whatever you want to call it, is for the Big Sky Conference title. So we'll see. Remains to be seen. But let's hear from Brent Vegan. A couple sound bites from Montana State's head coach. First and foremost, his team posted a gritty 30-17 to victory over Portland State. I think Portland State is actually the top team in that bottom half of the league because I think their quarterback, Davis Alexander, is outstanding. I think he's one of the most talented players in the league one of the most veteran and toughest players in the league. And he was as advertised last week in Portland. And he had the Vikings in the game all the way into the late of the third quarter. But I thought the last 20 minutes of the game, Montana State, the the physical conditioning that Brent Vegan has talked about extensively uh, since taking over as the head coach, the testament he's given to new strength coach, Sean Heron, that showed through. I thought Montana State looked like the more well-conditioned and more physically fit team and they sort of just broke Portland State. They were up 17 to 16. Excuse me, they were down 17 to 16 late in the third quarter, but they kept handing the ball. Isaiah Fonse, he manages to plow his way to 217 yards on a whopping 30 carries, which, by the way, the most by a Bobcat ball carrier since Cody Kirk carried the ball 30 times back in 2012 at Northern Colorado. An unforgettable effort. I remember that game vividly, uh, but ironic Northern Colorado coming to town on Saturday in Bozeman. But 30 carries for 217 for Isaiah Fonse. And a pretty big outing for him. He leads the league in rushing right now, entering the second week of Big Sky Conference play. He's halfway to 1,000 already. So he's had an outstanding year, former Washington Gatorade Player of the Year, one of the best backs in the league. And then on the defensive side, Montana State just slammed the door shut. They had a couple sacks in the fourth quarter. Thought Amandre Williams, Daniel Hardy, and Troy Anderson all played really well, particularly the last 15 minutes of that game. And they didn't allow Portland State any points those last 20 minutes. And they themselves scored two touchdowns 
to win going away with a 30-17 road victory. So good effort by Montana State. Uh, things did not necessarily go their way for a lot of that game. So the fact they were able to gut out what turned into a two-score win, uh, impressive. It's a good win. I think Portland State is pretty good. Uh, and Montana State now, they got one that they should take care of business in against Northern Colorado. But we'll see. We'll get to that one in just a minute. But here's just a minute from Brent Deegan, Montana State head coach, on his team's victory in the City of Roses last weekend. What are some of the things that have stood out to you uh, after watching film from Saturday's game? Well, I think first off, um, Portland State's quarterback, Davis Alexander, was really is a really good player. And I, we knew that going in. We knew that uh, he would be tough to contend with. Um, he made his fair share of plays, and, and fortunately, down the stretch, we were able to corral him. Um, so that was the first thing I think we felt like their defensive scheme would challenge us. Um, you know, and, and we couldn't quite gain the momentum offensively to stay on the field in the first half um, enough, but figured out some things. And, you know, it's just like I said, Davis Alexander's a really good player. Isaiah Alfonso is a really good player, too. And, and getting him um, to the second level was the key. And, and obviously, uh, he had a tremendous, uh, tremendous game. And, and, you know, we really needed that. Um, and he carried the lion's share of the, the attempts for us and, and ultimately that'll have to be divvied out a little bit more I think um, as the season goes along certainly will 30 carries in a college football game is unsustainable no matter how talented or tough you are especially with the way Isaiah Fonse runs I mean he hawks guys in the open field when he gets to the second level he's looking for somebody to go lower his shoulder and hit so uh, he's an impressive player an impressive talent but Montana State's going to have to put a priority on keeping him fresh if they want to make a run in the Big Sky Conference. It's Nuanas now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Northern Colorado has had exactly no success since joining the Big Sky Conference in 2006. A couple winning records under Ernest Collins Jr. They went 6-5 and five back-to-back seasons. They did beat the Grizzlies one of those years, which was one of the final nails in the coffin for Bob Stitt as the head coach at Montana. They have always had talent. From I mean, I remember that 2012 team. I believe they went 0-8 in league play, and they had multiple pros on that team. I mean, Seth Lobato, the quarterback, he ended up getting into a camp. They had Jace Davis, a receiver who played for the Ravens for several years. Clarence Bumpus was a drop-down from Kansas State who got a sniff in the NFL. They've had guys there at Northern Colorado. The culture of winning, the ability to come together as a team, the importance of football, the relevance of football, all of those things have eluded Northern Colorado. Well... They now have relevancy instantly because one of the first families of football is leading the way and dominating the headlines at UNC. Ed McCaffrey, 13-year NFL veteran who caught more than 500 passes and more than 55 touchdowns during his career that stretched between the New York Giants, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Denver Broncos. He's now the head coach at Northern Colorado. We heard from him yesterday on the ESPN Roundtable. If you want to find that interview, just go to the Nuanas Now podcast. You can also find it. In today's Big Sky Breakdown, Big Sky Breakdown today has a bunch of great analysis from Brooks Nuanez, Ty Gregorak, and Sean Rainey, as well as Alex Eshelman, and also has interviews with Eastern Washington head coach Aaron Best and Eastern Washington offensive coordinator Ian Shoemaker, and of course, Ed McCaffrey. Well, McCaffrey not only is the figurehead and the publicity maker at UNC, and as well as the head football coach, he also brought a couple of his boys with him. Max McCaffrey is the offensive coordinator. Max played in the NFL for a sniff. He was a, a former Duke player who learned under David Cutcliffe as a wide receiver. 
He's the play caller. He can't even be 30 years old. I think he's in his late 20s. And then Dylan McCaffrey, former Michigan quarterback, is the quarterback there uh, at Northern Colorado as well. Of course, Christian McCaffrey currently plays with the Carolina Panthers. And Luke McCaffrey transferred from Nebraska. I actually never really uh, tracked down where he ended up landing. There was some rumors he might go to Northern Colorado as well, but I'm not sure. But I'll look that up here in just a minute. But the McCaffreys are definitely a prominent football family, and their presence in Northern Colorado has added relevancy and gotten them a lot of attention. Does that, re, uh, does that translate into victories? I'm not sure. But Brett Vegan, a couple thoughts. Montana State head coach on his team's game, 105 kick from Bobcat Stadium Saturday afternoon as Montana State hosts Northern Colorado. Well, they're coming off a big win, and they back-to-back um, overtime games, um, you know, finding a way to win against a team that had just come off of beating, um, you know, an FBS team. I, I think that was a big win for them. And, you know, they're, they're a program that they, they hired a coach in the offseason last year and, and didn't get a chance to play. So they're really, I, I'm certain, still creating their identity and um, getting, you know, I don't know if that's a signature win, but getting a big, a, a big sky win like that, um, you know, certainly is one to create some momentum with. And, and they have several transfers um, from a lot of different programs. So they're a lot different than they would have been in 19. To, to even think anything resembles what they were in 19 would be, um, would be a real mistake. And... You know, Coach McCaffrey brings a, a wealth of experience from his playing days, his coaching days at Valor Christian. Um, he's got his son, you know, who, who played in the Big Ten playing for him at quarterback. They they got some really explosive players uh, on offense, um, running backs, receivers, and they got some you know, really skilled guys on defense. So, you know, we could we could look at their scores, line them up, look at their stats, and, and say whatever. But they they're coming off a big win, and and we gotta be prepared for their best shot. Scheme wise, what what, what are, are they more uh, conventional than PSU? Similar? Um, I'd say more traditional on on offense. Uh, you know, a mix of being under center and um, play action. Uh, try to get the running game going. Not as pass heavy, maybe as. Uh, Portland State was not as dependent on their quarterback to make plays. However, Dylan uh, can make a bunch of plays with his arm in particular. Uh, really good running back. Um, you know, a couple of those transfers are at the receiver position. Really good size guys. You know, so yeah, more traditional in their sets. Um, trying to get one on ones with those big, big receivers. Defensively, uh, it's it's a three three stack defense. One that we probably won't see the rest of the year. Um, so a little bit uh, of an anomaly again from a defensive perspective. It's a defensive uh, system that's come, you know, come along the last couple of years. Um, you know, started I think A and M, Iowa State runs it. Uh, we saw it at Wyoming, both uh, both with Tulsa and Texas State. So it's become more and more of a defense that can really slow down the pass because you're dropping eight in the coverage quite a bit, um, but you're. You're deployed enough to stop the run um, by by the way they set. So, you know, it's uh, it, it'll be the way the season goes. You shift gears schematically week to week. That's just the way things the way things work. And, and you know, we've already done that starting here on Monday. So, did you characterize that three three five as a big nickel, or do they play more of a rover safety? Or what does that secondary look like in that in that season? Uh, they are they're secondary player, more safeties. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's got an unusual flavor to it. Um, when it's 
probably the one time in 11 games you'll see it. I, you know, I think that's the that's the biggest thing. And um, that that year at Wyoming in 19, we saw it two out of three three weeks. So um, I I have a, per, a personally a little bit of experience. I know Coach Housewright does. Um, they played Iowa State last year at when he was at Oregon. So we, there's a little bit of history, but they're all they all got their different spin on it. So you know, they're really active with their their front five. Um, really good players, uh, you know, and then secondary wise, they're just they're deployed and they let play play a lot of zone. Um, so you have to be, you know, you have to be patient, uh, take what they give you. That's really, you know, it's it's really a bend but don't break type of philosophy. So there you go, Montana State head coach Brent Began here on Nuanas now. We talked a lot about the McCaffrey family, but how about Dylan McCaffrey, the quarterback? He's actually split a little time. I think he was banged up a little bit earlier on this year. But in terms of just pedigree, he's a former four-star guy, former top 150 recruit. I think he was the number six quarterback in the country coming out of Valor Christian High School, which is a powerhouse in uh, the Denver area. By the way, Ed McCaffrey coached there uh, for a brief time. But Max McCaffrey and uh, Dylan McCaffrey both played there as did uh, Luke McCaffrey as well. I believe Christian did too, but I'm for sure those other three. And uh, Dylan comes with a high pedigree, six foot five. He's got a lot of talent, and uh, he will be a catalyst for Northern Colorado. So Brett Vegan has coached a lot of quarterbacks with that same makeup between his time at North Dakota State and Wyoming. A couple thoughts from Brent Vegan on the younger McCaffrey, the one at the helm for the Northern Colorado offense. You mentioned Dylan McCaffrey, the, the quarterback from Northern Colorado. And there's been, in recent years, guys that were, you know, three, four-star recruits that have landed at the big sky and in the FCS as well. But, I mean, he's a little different than that even as a guy that was, you know, a top 100 player coming out of high school, a top 10 quarterback in the entire country, in Michigan, all that. So do you see that talent level? Do you see him on film? And what sort of impact do you think that potential could have in the league long term? Yeah, he's he's talented, and I you know we didn't have a shot to recruit him at Wyoming, but with the proximity to Denver, I was very familiar with with Dylan, um, and you know go, and going to Michigan that was warranted by by his high school career. Um, I, I know Michigan's played a, a bunch of guys at quarterback the last several years. It's been a little bit of a revolving door, but he was on the field a bunch, and you know uh, I, I think he's a guy that. Um, you know, has football in his blood, obviously, and has athleticism in his his bloodlines. Um, you know, his brothers, his dad, his mom. Uh, his, his I know one of his grandfathers. I think was an Olympic champion um, or Olympian at least. So there's a lot to be said for him just growing up uh, around sports and competition, and then you know having been coached by his dad. Um, and then now being coached again by his dad and his older brother, what a unique situation. Uh, Max is the offensive coordinator. And, and, you know, so it's, it's, it's early in this whole transition for them, but, but he, Dylan's got a whole bunch of talent. He, he's, I think he's more of a passer than a runner, but he's more than capable of, of making some plays with his athleticism. And, and he's got some really good targets, um, you know, really good size targets. Uh, on the other end, so I, you know, I would imagine their passing game and his numbers will continue to grow as uh, as this season goes along, as his career does. Uh, we're catching him on the early side of it, and, and hopefully we can have our, our own level of success against him. But uh, yeah, he, I would imagine he's going to have a good career and be a real big impact down there in Greeley. Brad Vegan, 
on Dylan McCaffrey, the quarterback that will lead the Northern Colorado Bears into Bozeman. Montana State hosting Northern Colorado, 1.05 p.m. kickoff family weekend in Bozeman. Bobcats on a three-game winning streak. Northern Colorado coming off a 17-10 overtime victory over Northern Arizona last week uh, in Greeley. This is Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. You want some mimosas? Maybe Bloody Marys? How about some brunch? Everybody loves brunch. Carolyn, chick who doesn't know sports, is going to tell you how to win it from the AC Hotel. So keep it tuned. Your favorite segment of the week, the chick who doesn't know sports, next here on Nuanas Now. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. College hoops practice opened around Montana and around the NCAA this week, and the Lady Grizz started the upcoming year with a bang. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. New Montana women's basketball coach Brian Holzinger and his staff secured a verbal commitment from McKendra Koenig, a 5'9 point guard from Mill Creek, Washington, who is listed as the 91st ranked player in the United States. Koenig is a four-star recruit who previously competed for the Austrian U16 national team. The Montana women's soccer team won its fifth consecutive game, all coming by shutout, and finished off a sweep of its Big Sky Conference opening road trip with a 1-0 victory over Southern Utah on Sunday afternoon in Cedar City. The Grizz opened the league with a 1-0 victory at Northern Arizona Friday night. Montana's last four wins have been by 1-0 scores with the goals coming from four different players. Bella O'Brien scored the deciding goal of the most recent Montana win. In crosstown volleyball action last night, Big Sky took down Hellgate in four sets. The Eagles moved to 2-11 with the win and Hellgate remains winless at 0-9. And finally, in the latest Treasure State Media football poll, the Sentinel Spartans are nearly the unanimous top team in Class AA. The defending state champions won for the 14th straight time at Helena last week to move to 4-0 this season. Sentinel received 14 of 15 first place votes. Billings West came in second. Ellsville Glacier is number three. Butte number four. And Great Falls CMR is number five. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. fan but i am a fan of this song and i'm coming around you know i don't know just trying to not be a hater trying to project the positivity out there into the world hopefully you're having a positive and outstanding thursday afternoon welcome back to nuanas now thanks so much for kicking with us here on a thursday i'm cool through nuanas we are broadcasting to you live from the northwest motorsport studio on both 102.9 fm espn radio as well as swx montana television Northwest Motorsport can be found online. Largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. NWMSRocks.com. 
Somehow, someway, our good friend Carolyn is uh, dressed up for Halloween. Uh, she's dressed up as Ryan Tutel today. Oh, am I? <laughs> what do you mean? She's, that, that's she's, my impression. She's... <laughs> 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 she's got her flannel on, and she says it's not planned, but apparently there's all sorts of flannel going all around Missoula this weekend. We'll get into that in a little bit, but Carolyn, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? It's Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. Do this every Thursday here on Nuanas Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. You can't see Carolyn because she doesn't come on the TV show. We always do this pre-recorded. We have to tell you that now. That's why we're telling you. All right, Carolyn, tell us, what do you want to talk about first? Well, since you brought up the flannel, let's just have a quick uh, little scoop. This Saturday at the Southgate Mall is Flannel Fest. Um, They're doing like a big, fun, fall-themed festival. And what's really exciting, besides all the cool stuff they're going to have, is the UM Grizz Hockey boys are going to be there and they're going to be signing autographs and handing out pictures and giving prizes and they're going to be there from noon to two inside the new atrium right outside of shields shields not shields (laughs) pardon me um so go check it out it's going to be pretty fun sounds like an excellent time we've been talking about a lot around here but if you haven't heard gris hockey is back and they got their season under they're getting their season underway this weekend. So be sure to stay tuned for all that. We will have all of the Grizz Hockey home games right here on ESPN Radio. John Wall is going to be on the call for us, and that will be a great addition to our uh, content package here at ESPN Radio. So excited for all that. And uh, you should go check out the Grizz Hockey team, whether it's in person or on these radio waves, because it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. Chicken Doesn't Know Sports is presented by the AC Hotel. AC Hotel is new to Missoula, downtown, beautiful hotel, but they also have an awesome restaurant slash bar where you can get some brunch you can get some cocktails and it's not just for people staying at the hotel right carolyn that's right you uh can walk right in and for 14 dollars, you can get access to the most amazing brunch you've ever seen i mean the meats the cheeses the liquids <laughs> and you know uh culture's favorite milk Milk, baby. Jeez. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Our new uh, producer here at ESPN, Andrew Houghton, he thinks my milk uh, consumption is disgusting as well. Well, he's Do probably right. you still right. drink milk? Yeah. You know what I okay. love? I love a glass of milk and a graham cracker. Mm. It is a delightful mm-hmm. treat mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I like milk with my soup. What? Is that weird? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, I make big pots of soup on Sundays. It's the easiest way to get vegetables and you have it all week. Yeah, you can just I like have that. meals, whatever. I just like milk with my soup. Great. I mean, you probably have really strong bones. <laughs> I certainly have strong bones. Yes. So, um, <laughs> so the AC Hotel has milk. They also have all the juices. They have an amazing um, coffee machine thing that does cappuccinos and Americanos. Uh, it's great. So... Caller number three. Wow. I did it. I went ahead. I jumped ahead. Caller number three can win breakfast for two, along with a, two mimosas or Bloody Marys. So give a call and uh, good luck. The phone number, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Caller number three. Good luck. Sounds like a great thing to have. No Grizz game at home this weekend. Bobcats are playing over in Bozeman. That doesn't do you any good if you're going to the AC Hotel. That'd be a quick turnaround to get brunch and be at Bobcat Stadium. But all sorts of great college football games on. And uh, maybe enjoy yourself a little Saturday morning brunch and then go enjoy yourself a Saturday afternoon in downtown Missoula. And then maybe head on home and watch that Grizz game because it's not till 8.30. You're going to be sleepy time by then. Oh, yeah. Um, Also, just so you know, the AC see it's not just on weekends you can go to breakfast there monday through sunday very good just want to make sure everyone knew that chicken doesn't know sports here on espn radio you'll like this 
before we get into your stuff. Uh, the game kicks at 8.30 local time, Saturday night, the Grizz mm-hmm. game at East Washington. It's on ESPN2, first nationally televised regular season game in the history of the Big Sky Conference. So it's big time for both the universities and the football teams, everything. But my brother... And a couple of the other guys I know that have young children are so mad about this. Why? Because Brooks is like, dude, this game's not going to get over until like 1130 or midnight. You guys aren't going to be sending me any stuff to post on Skyline Got or it, free ESPN right. or whatever until... One, two in the morning. He's like, I'm not staying up, dude. He's like, you're on your own. I got to go to sleep. Nap when the baby naps. That's (laughs) the number one rule. Well, he has these these exceptionally special children that uh, don't nap. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Yeah. That was the best part of when they were I know. I know the Grizz basketball team, too. They have a couple coaches that have had uh, new babies recently, and they're both just like, man, it ain't happening, man. I'm going to bed at halftime. So, anyways, not to fully agree with Bobby Houck, but football should be played in the afternoon. I know that the fans like the 830 kick. It ain't good for the players, the coaches, the media, anybody else involved. Right. It's not that fun to be working at 1 o'clock in the morning. No, I'll be in deep REM by then. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thanks. All right, Carol and what else you got? Well, I have some pretty (laughs) angering news if you are from Chicago. Okay. The Chicago Bears have purchased... You should lead with the Chicago Bears suck. Next... Wow. They're just so bad this year. They, I just don't know how they could get so... I don't know how they could get it so wrong. Like, they were so utterly unprepared last week. It was astounding. It was the worst offensive performance I've seen by any team in the NFL in 10 years. Unreal. Okay. Well, okay, I don't sorry. care about that. Um, <laughs> I know you don't. You still think Jim McMahon's a quarterback for the Bears. I know he's not. It's Jay Cutler. <laughs> oh okay. God. They sorry, purchased... Whoever. Um, they purchased the... Oh, gosh, what's it called? Whatever. And outside of the city, they are planning to leave Soldier Field. They purchased a huge uh, property. I think it usually does horse racing or something like that. Sure. And it's in Arlington Heights, which is the lamest suburb okay. in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, no offense, but. This is just the trend, right? I mean. It's so I'm stupid. I'm not surprised. Why? But I don't even understand why you would take the Bears out of downtown Chicago. It's super easy to get into that uh, stadium. You go yeah. right off Lakeshore Drive. You're right there. Yeah. It couldn't be easier. Is it the taxes? Is I mean, it's it, obviously, it's, I mean, it's among the most iconic venues in all sports. It's the oldest one. And I think that's the whole thing, though. It's the oldest one. That's why they have to do an upgrade. I mean, this is this is happening across the board, right? I mean, they, the uh, I almost called them the San Francisco Warriors. The Golden State Warriors have been in Oakland forever. They moved to San Francisco. The San Francisco 49ers are not even close to San Francisco. They're like 40 miles away in Santa Clara. Uh, it's just kind of the trend. This is stupid. It is stupid, but the answer to every question when we ask why are they doing this, the answer is always the same answer. Money? Money. Because you can go build a gigantic venue that is not just a sports stadium. It can, like SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, $5.5 billion. Well, it houses restaurants, businesses. I mean, there's startups in there. There's tech companies. Does it have its own zip code? I mean, it maybe should, <laughs> but the, the fact is, it doesn't. we can bemoan the removal of nostalgia from our lives as much as we want, but at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is money, and that's not my opinion. It's just the way that the United States works. Well, I'm going to tell you a little story. Okay. Soldier Field also houses the uh, Chicago Fire soccer team. Right. Uh, my first concert in my life was at Soldier Field. Mm-hmm. Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Paul. Somebody. The Bears are just moving out of Soldier Field, though. They're not actually getting rid of Soldier Field, right? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. All the memes already have Spirit Halloween signs all over Soldier <laughs> Field. So. 
<laughs> oh. Okay, enough about that. That's uh, it's just it's interesting though because I think that some of this stuff is just underreported on. The way the stadiums are built is so fascinating because sometimes it's privately funded, sometimes it's publicly funded, funded, and sometimes it's a combination of both. Like, why does Portland State, which is a largely irrelevant basketball school or a largely irrelevant athletic department, have the nicest basketball arena in the entire Big Sky Conference? Well, because the school wanted a new basketball arena, but they put it on the ballot to have this be a multi-purpose arena that people could vote on to fund and so Portland State plays 16 basketball games for their men's team, 16 for their women's team. That's only 32 events. And then 250 days a year, otherwise, concerts, plays, graduations, you know, parties, conventions, all that. So I'm just interested in what they're going to do with Soldier Field. I can't imagine that they wouldn't just repurpose it and just have, if the Chicago Fire are already there, just have other people come use it. I just seems silly that they would decimate a historic place I like will, that. I will lose my mind. Oh, I think you and about 10 million other people would. I'm the only one that matters. <laughs> well, you're the only Chicagoan that I know. Right. Well, I'm just, it's just, I hate when these things, it's like, I, it's iconic. You drive into Chicago, it's there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just, I don't know. I'm going to have to find a new sports team, apparently. Yeah. It's only hard for the people that have to watch it happen because you don't know any of the stadiums that used to exist. They got eradicated, right? True. And no one's sad about them because they don't remember. Wasn't there a Boston one? Boston Garden. Yeah, that one got... Our good friend Tommy allegedly has a piece of the Boston Garden at his house. I'm telling him he needs to get that thing NFT. That could be like buku bucks. He might be able to buy a house with that thing. Well, don't tell him because then he might quit here. <laughs> we need him. That's exactly true. Chick who doesn't know sports, good friend Carolyn here on ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana TV. Maybe on the YouTube. However you're consuming the show. Thanks so much. Go subscribe to our YouTube and our podcast. You're going to have to be subscribed to both to be eligible for our fall giveaway, which we're going to announce tomorrow we got big prizes for you okay keep you your belly's full that's the only tease i'm going to give you so stay tuned for that tomorrow all right carolyn what else you got do you know who devin williams is tell me he is the one of the best relief pitchers and the Mm. in baseball he plays for the bruins no i'm sorry the brewers not the bruins (laughs) Bruins. that's hockey (laughs) so sorry uh the brewers k brewers 27 okay he got drunk on Saturday night and punched a wall, and now he can't pitch. Oh, boy. What? I mean, come on. <laughs> You're a pitcher. Why would you punch a wall? Yeah, it's not that good. Was there any motivation to this? He or got drunk was, and a little angry about what something. What was he angry about? Do I'm we sure know? it was a woman. It always <laughs> is. He went out uh, for some drinks. He became enraged for some reason, he says, and went home and sucked a wall. Man, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's just stupid. It's stupid, yes. Okay, well, I'm glad we agree. Yeah, I mean, pitching, pitchers in their hands, man. I right. mean, this is such an Uncle Rico story, but I remember when we were 12 years old, we were like thinking we had the best baseball team in Montana, and we were thinking we were going to the Little League World Series. And then our best pitcher, who was like one of the best pitchers in the whole region, was riding his BMX bike. Went off a speed bump, wrecked, broke his wrist. You've never seen a grown man, our coach, as mad at 12-year-olds as as that as our coach was. I mean, my God. I thought we were all going to die. I thought he was going to just drive us off a cliff in a truck because <laughs> he was so mad at us because we were we were going to go win it, and then we yeah. didn't, and he was, oh, man. That, that's a funny memory from several hilarious. lifetimes ago. But, yeah, no, uh, breaking your hand as a pitcher, not good. Yeah. Doing that kind of stuff when you're getting paid like that is, is well, really Well, that's what dumb. I'm saying. Like, don't be an idiot. What, what's the one thing you can't do? Break your, pit, break your pitching hand. Right. Under no circumstances should you be doing anything that uh, hinders that. Okay. Well, poor Devin Williams. No, not poor Devin Williams. He did <laughs> it to himself. Devin yeah. All right, Ben Simmons. Oh, boy. 
He would rather lose tens of million, $33 million, than suit up for the 76ers ever again. Is that what he said? He is willing to sit out the season because he's a brat. Well, it, perhaps. It's like, uh, you an Eric Church fan? No, who's that? Oh, my gosh. It's a country music <laughs> oh, star. Oh, gross, no. Yeah, oh, my God. She's saying this wearing her country music this is shirt. A, just a plaid shirt. It's I'm a not... plaid flannel. Yeah, it looks like you're going to an Eric Church concert. Ew, never. <laughs> well, Eric Church has many famous songs, but one is It's Over When It's Over. And it's all about, you know, when it's over, when it's over. It's got to move on. doesn't matter. Stop trying to salvage your broken relationships. This is a broken relationship. Why? Tell me. He's I don't just got to get out of there. He's, I mean, it's just been toxic forever. I mean, he was the number one overall pick. Can't get his head on straight. He can't shoot. He, I mean, they fired a coach and brought in a new one. They don't get along. He can't get along with Joel Embiid. So what is the common denominator here? Ben Simmons. Correct. Right. But why does he continue to get $33 million then? If well, because he, he's six foot ten and he's the best perimeter defender in the Well, he NBA. clearly isn't because he's, you just said he's not. No, he's really good on defense. That's why he's so high paid. Where do you think he wants to go? Uh, I think he wants to go anywhere but Philadelphia. I also think there's a distinct dynamic where when you are a flawed athlete or coach in Philly, that is perhaps the hardest place to do it. I think it becomes really toxic because the media in Philadelphia has more aggressiveness and vitriol towards Philadelphia pro athletes and coaches than anywhere in the country. Why? I mean, have you ever been to Philadelphia? No. Everybody lives on top of each other. It's no. like 5 million people, but in a city that's like tiny. So they everybody, have the cheesesteaks and the Liberty have the Bell. Cheese steaks. It's just cultural. I don't know why. I don't know what the why is, but Philadelphia is is the hard, most hardcore and, and mean-spirited fans and talk radio guys. Like our good friend Marty Morningway, who's showing up here now on Mondays for uh, the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, which, by the way, tune in 5 p.m. every Monday to talk all things football, specifically NFL, with Marty. But Marty was in the NFL for 27 years, but he, as, a, as an offensive coordinator, he was in Philadelphia for the most substantial part of his career, 11 seasons. His wife, <laughs> this is how this whole thing originated. When I first met his wife, she was like, I need a talk radio segment because I used to have to listen to talk radio all the time when we were in Philadelphia, and these guys were so mean. They're so mean about Marty. They're talking about Marty and our family and blah, blah, blah. And she was just saying it's just horrific, like how mean they are and how much, how far off the beaten path that they go. So I do think that when you're uh, young, and to me, Ben Simmons, a clearly unstable young man, I think that uh, Philadelphia can wear you out. All right, well. Ben Simmons has got Ben Simmons is the primary example of too much too soon. Ben yeah. Simmons was the number one overall. I mean, people knew Ben Simmons was going to be the number one pick in the NBA draft when he was 16 years old. He basically coasted through his only season of college because they made him go to college because of the stupid rules. Mm-hmm. And he's the number one overall pick, and he's got paid gobs of money because of his potential. And he is elite in certain ways, but he's not elite in other ways. And he can't get along with the 76ers' best player. Philly's not a good place for him. It's not going to reach the point where he actually sits out. He's way too talented of a player for somebody to not make a move to get him. But it's over for him in Philadelphia, and I think that that's actually a good thing. I, As I've said before, when you sign a contract, you see it through. I am so sick of these players being little <laughs> babies. It is just, I want to go give them a spanking. <laughs> Okay, well, not, if you believe anything, not really, but... If you believe anything of uh, the, the underlying world that uh, is sort of uh, infiltrating professional sports, then uh, Ben Simmons might like the spanking. Okay, we'll I, don't, I was not meaning it like that. <laughs> I was mean. This was a mom... This is a mom talking. Okay. This is mom speak. Yep. You see your contract through. Yep. You play your best because yep. you need to... If you want to get traded, you should be playing really well so that people want to pick you up. Right now, they think you're a problem. 
what if you come on to my team and now you hate me and you're going to be a big big baby? There's also the element. I was talking with a colleague of mine who uh, works at a national website uh, that covers professional and college sports, and I was asking her what she thought was inbounds and out of bounds in terms of covering guys' personal lives. And as she said, your personal life is out of bounds until your personal life affects your professional life. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole of all the rumors about Ben Simmons' professional life, but he may very well want to get out of Philadelphia because he just doesn't want to be around the people that he's been surrounded by there. Okay, okay. Bad I, seeds. I, I think that Ben Bad Simmons. Apples. I think Ben Simmons has been uh, maybe not living the most savory of lives. So oh. a change of uh, location might be good for him. Oh Benjamin, I don't think so. I think you are. I mean, I think he, I think here's my prediction. He's yep. going to get traded or yep. whatever's going to happen. Yep. And he's going to be a big old baby there too. Trade him to New Orleans. Be perfect. Uh, doesn't sound like it. I don't think New Orleans is a place for someone who's living an unsavory. Yeah, lifestyle. but he would be a great match with Zion Williamson. It could accentuate his offensive skills. It would be a fun team. New Orleans is a secondary media market, so he wouldn't be under nearly as much pressure. I like New Orleans. All right, we'll, well, see. we'll see what happens. It's going to be so dumb, though. He's going to end up on the Lakers or something. I, that's exactly what I think is going to happen. <laughs> I love LeBron. I want LeBron to win, but the, if it's just like LeBron and Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis and Ben Simmons, like, oh, that's fun. Let's right. get four of the ten best guys in the world on the same team. Dumb. Exactly. Chicken does no sports. Good friend Carolyn in studio with us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. What else you got? All right, I have one quick thing. I know we're on a time crunch. It's okay. Emmett Smith. Okay. He is selling his mansion for $22 million. Okay. Guess what you get with it? Um, a bowling alley. Dinner with him. <laughs> One dinner. Give me $22 million and I'll buy a dinner once. <laughs> He's also designed this mansion to have all sorts of Easter eggs. Like, it's $22 million because his number was 22. Yes. His uh, dining room seats 22 people. Wow. Um, that's all I remember. But if you have $22 million laying around, he... Oh, this is what the other thing I was... Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just remembered. Last oh, week, we were talking... So weird. Last week, we were talking about certain athletes who they're, long, they're playing the long game. So they sure. know they want to become, you know, like on-air personalities at the end, blah, right. blah, blah. Well, Emmett Smith started investing in real estate really young, like right when he got into the NFL. Sure. And this was a very smart guy. Yeah. And so he has made a ton of money besides what he made in the NFL, investing and selling real estate and all that stuff. And so once again, this is my kind of person. Think about your future. Totally. So um, buy his mansion, everyone, and have dinner with him. I got got a couple things to finish up with you on. One. I know you're not going to, but to add to your list of homework, I want you to read Boys Will Be Boys by Jeff Perlman. It's a book about the early 1990s Dallas Cowboys. Beyond Sanders. You will howl with laughter the debauchery that these guys were engaging in. Unbelievable. Emmett Smith was, uh, the reason that I brought this up, because Emmett Smith was actually outside of this. That's why he was so successful for so long, because he wasn't he going to the, the White House, as they called it, and going to all the parties, and yada, yada, yada. But these guys were partying at an all-time high level. But I, it's an entertaining book, for I sure. I kind of remember watching the news and things like that. Like, I remember the Cowboys were kind of big in the early 90s. Kind of big? Well, I don't know. It's the biggest they ever been. I do remember they won a Super Bowl in there, They right? won three. Yeah, something like that. I mean, it was the biggest the Cowboys had ever been, and that was coming from a team that had been called America's team through the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Yeah, no, early 90s Dallas Cowboys, perhaps the most visible and uh, powerhouse of superstars that has ever existed in the NFL. I mean, that was one of the most highly exposed teams ever, and those guys were just straight acting a fool the whole time. 
So I would read this book. You, I have to get would. through the murder mystery I'm currently reading, and mm. then and then three people magazines, and then I will get to okay, it. Okay, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll get that for you. Oh, great. Also, I need to introduce you to Warwick Dunn. Not in, not in person. If I knew Warwick Dunn, that would be phenomenal. But I want you need to know about Warwick Dunn. He is like your mom dream come true. So Warwick Dunn grew up. Uh, the son of a single mother. He became an NFL superstar and uh, a great running back. And he has taken the mass majority of the money he's made and he's built homes for single mothers throughout <gasps> the entire South. And these guys built like 150 homes throughout his life. I have it's so cool. Yeah, no, work done is the man. He's he's super awesome. And uh, hopefully uh, we can teach you more about him because I think he's like the, what you're always trying to preach on here, which is, you know, use your money for good things. Yeah. The last thing before we get you out of here, Tom Brady's going back to New England. I can't believe you didn't even talk about this. I was trying to get through this without talking about him. I was going to say the quarterback who we shall not name. (laughs) I saw the most annoying promotion on NBC this morning about him. And it was like this like slow music and just slow shots of Tom Brady. And I was like, get this (laughs) off my TV. The fact that the NFL has gotten to the point of producing a promo that involves slow motion shots of Tom Brady and Bill Belichick with an Adele song. What's the Adele breakup song? Hello from the other (laughs) side. I was like, are you kidding me? funny. It's so funny. I wanted to barf. It's so funny. It was awful. And Tom Brady's going to keep getting the last laugh because they're going to go into New England and they're going to kick their butts and... So Tom Brady just keeps on winning. I was talking to my husband. Somehow Tom Brady was on the TV again. And <laughs> of course, he's I never said, not on the TV. Tom Brady thinks he's going to play at least 50. And my husband said, no way. And I said, mm. unfortunately, I think it's going to happen. I mean, he's almost already there. I know. So I'm pretty annoyed. But in four years, I will be really happy. Chicken Doesn't Know Sports, presented by the AC Hotel. Go check out AC Hotel downtown Missoula. Breakfast, brunch drinks, whatever. Don't have to be staying there. You can go check out their awesome bar and restaurant and uh, tune in each week to the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports for your chance to win a couple vouchers to go on down to AC Hotel and enjoy some brunch and mimosas. Carolyn, thank you very much. Thank you. You have a great weekend. You too. Of all the moments in this radio show, Carolyn singing Adele falsetto in mockery of Tom Brady is hilarious. I hope, I just hope you guys enjoyed that because that was phenomenal. Thanks so much, Carolyn, for swinging by. And congratulations to our winner from a couple vouchers for brunch at the AC Hotel. What's going on in the world of prep football this weekend? And how the poll's looking? We'll get you all set up right here next. Keep it on ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. 
ESPN Radio. What up, Montana? Happy Thursday. Hope you're having an outstanding day. I'm going to make it better for you. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. If you're watching in on TV, notice I don't have any hair left. I didn't have much in the first place, but I went on down to the old Compass Barbershop today. Got the haircut thanks to Jason, Zach, and the boys. Of course, shout out to Smalls, too. Best place to get your haircut anywhere in Missoula. So, uh, pretty fun atmosphere, too, man. We were talking about all sorts of things. We are talking about this new uh, Korean uh, Netflix show, Squid Games. These guys are just, they're, they're dialed when it comes to pop culture and literature and everything. It's an awesome old-school style in the barbershop where you got good conversations going on at all times. So, if you need something, uh, you know, haircut, beard trim, whatever, head on down to Compass Barbershop right there on the hip strip. How am I going to make your day better? Well... Have you ever had a WAPA sandwich from Warden's? you ever had any sandwich from Warden's Market? Man, if you haven't, you need to. If you have, you want one again right now, I promise. And we got not only a sandwich, but a six-pack and a Sammy from Warden's Market. All you got to do is give us a call right now. Caller number 4, 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. Caller number 4, we got a six-pack and a sandwich from Warden's Market. Any sandwich you want? Any six-pack you want. All you got to do is call, give Andrew your name. He'll call Wardens. They'll put you on a list. You're fed. You got some beers for the weekend. You're sitting pretty. 406-888-1029, six-pack and a Sammy. Presented each Thursday during the 4 o'clock hour by Wardens Market, Missoula's oldest grocery store. One more time, 888-1029. That's 406-888-1029 for your chance to win a six-pack and a sandwich from Warden's Market. Let's take a look quickly. Kyle Sample, by the way, coming by for hour number two to break down all things football, NFL, Montana Grizzlies, and around the Big Sky Conference. We're also going to hear from Bobby Houck in hour number two as part of our Houck highlights. Let's take a look around some of the games upcoming for the uh, high school football slate. Getting about the midpoint of high school football. Uh, first and foremost, take a look at the Treasure State media poll. It's the, uh, the poll that I have a vote in. Uh, includes 15, 16 media members from around the state. Um, obviously, the, the newspapers do their own poll, and we don't participate in that only because we're not invited. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, but Tyler Smith and the guys over at the Class AA Facebook page, uh, they do a good job of, of compiling a bunch of information and giving people a bunch of stuff. And so here's this week's Treasure State Media Poll. Sentinel Spartans, number one. They got 15, 14 of the 15 first-place votes, 79 points overall. Spartans 4-0, and and they won 14 straight, dating back to last season. They are the defending Class AA champions. Number two, Billings West. They fell to Sentinel in the opener of the 2021 season, but they've won uh, four straight since then, so they sit at number two with 65 points. Kalispell Glacier holds steady at number three with 39 points. Butte High, number four with 34 points, and Great Falls CMR up into the top five for the first time with 14 points. 
So Sentinel, West, Glacier, Butte High, and Great Falls CMR. That's your top five in this week's Treasure State Media Poll. This is the Prep Extra, by the way. Presented by Farmer State Bank. Sorry, I just made a mess. I was trying to grab my uh, live read sheet here. You know, this is live radio, and uh, my Fitz and the Tantrums record fell on the ground. That's okay. Prep Extra is brought to you each week by Farmer State Bank. Your home could be worth more than ever. Use your equity in your home to make a difference. You could pay off high-interest loans, finance a remodel, or build that addition you've always wanted. Start the process online at FarmersEBank.com. Farmer State Bank has been helping Montanans prosper since 1907. Where are the AA games on the slate this weekend? Well, Belgrade plays Gallatin. Those are a couple teams that have been, uh, that victories have been elusive for, but sort of a little cross-valley matchup. Belgrade and Gallatin High School probably less than 10 miles apart, so not necessarily in the same town. You can't call it cross-town, but pretty good rivalry there. Another cross-town rivalry, Big Sky at Sentinel this week. So um be interesting to see how that one all plays out with Big Sky, uh, a team that's also been struggling to find some success. And Sentinel rolling right along, 14 straight wins dating back to last year. Great Falls CMR takes their good start on the road at Bozeman, sort of a prove-it game for Bozeman. Um, oh, excuse me, I'm looking at week seven. This is this is my fault. I'm looking at the wrong portion of the schedule. Let's backtrack here. This week, we got Great Falls High at Belgrade, Gallatin at CMR, Great Falls CMR. Glacier is at Helena High. That's a good one because the Bengals got shut out or basically shut out last week, six points in a 27-6 loss to Sentinel. So um, Wolfpack and Bengals, that could be a playoff preview. Capital plays Butte. Sentinel plays Flathead. Hellgate and Big Sky. So cross down this week. Sorry, I was looking a little ways down the way. I was looking at my Tyler Smith's kind enough to send the media poll, a little graphic for me, and then he was – uh, I thought he was telling me about this week's games, but this is actually week seven games, so I apologize for that. But but to Hellgate Big Sky this week, so a little cross-down action here in Missoula. Building Senior Bozeman this week as well. Skyview is playing West. Um, and then it's next week that all those other games that I just mentioned uh, are upcoming. So we'll keep you apprised of all that, all the results. Also tomorrow, Garden City Spotlight will feature interviews with Mick Morris from Missoula Hellgate as well as uh, Matt Johnson from Missoula Big Sky and Dane Oliver from Missoula Sentinel. So stay tuned for that. A couple Class A games this weekend. Rivalry game, Laurel versus Building Central. That's always a dogfight, so that'll be a good one to keep your eye on. A couple other ones worth noting. Uh, Dillon plays Butte Central, so that's always a good rivalry there in the Southwestern A. Columbia Falls Polson, so a couple contenders up there in the Northwest with a couple big games uh, as well. So those are some of your best uh, Class A games of the upcoming weekend. And uh, as far as Class B goes, Florence Falcons, they continue to roll along. They are the number one team in Class B. They're undefeated. They take on Eureka. So Eureka's been darn good, too. Eureka took care of business against Loyola last week, and Florence blew out Anaconda. So uh, down in Florence, the uh, Lincoln Lions take on – the Eureka Lions, excuse me, Lincoln County High School uh, takes on the Florence Falcons. And – Loyola, they host Big Fork. So that would be another good big Class B game as well. For all the results of all that, stay tuned here on Nuanas Now. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. My main man, Kyle Sample, he's wearing a pretty white hat. He just walked into the studio. We're going to talk all things Grizz, NFL, Bobby Houck, and more. Keep it tuned right here, ESPN Missoula. 
The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 